Welcome back to Avocado Knits. I'm going to start with a little update on moi today. Um, we have lots of geese today. <laughs> it's the season when all of the Canadian geese gather around in this neck of the woods and all of their friends and relatives fly in and they have a big family reunion around any small body of water they can find. And our sort of backyard, it doesn't belong to us, but uh, it's, it's out our, our back window and it's quite large, it's a big field, where the first couple years we lived here they planted corn, and this year they planted soybeans, and they just went through last week and cleared out all of the soybeans with the big machines. Combines? Do they use combines for soybeans? I do not know. Well, in the middle of this big field, between us and the um, municipal park on the other side, there is a, a sinkhole where water gathers, and so there's a pond there a great deal of the year, and there's a pond there right now. And so we have this lovely big pond, we have a lovely big field with nobody driving their SUV over it, trying to get the geese to move out of the way, and we have lots of leftover soybeans. And so we have lots of geese. My husband and I went out there and looked over it, and my husband's a very accurate sort of person, and together we guessed it was probably about a thousand geese out there. And every once in a while there's a flapping, honking sort of confrontation uh, between the geese. And in fact, I can't even say it's every once in a while because it happens every few seconds uh, here and there across the mob of geese. It's a little intimidating, and yet it's really cool at the same time. I like geese, what can I say? I also stay away from them when they're <laughs> wandering around our neighborhood pooping on everything. If you go on a walk around your neighborhood and there's a, a little gaggle of geese there, you, you don't just walk right past them. Geese are mean. Geese will bite you and beat you with their wings, and they're big and strong and you just don't want to do that. So, <laughs> anyway, that's part of the news. Next part of the news, um, Tony is actually settling in so well to not being with the other guys. You know, all of the, the reading matter about rats in general, keeping pet rats, says they need to be kept with other rats. And I have to say, he he really does enjoy getting on top of the other rat's cage and taunting them when he's out and they're not. Uh, dangling his tail down there, peeing on them probably, saying, ha ha, I'm moving around, I'm up on top, you can't get me. Um, other than that, he is becoming quite the cuddle bunny. He um, will come over several times during the time that he's out, which is about an hour long every day, and he will come sit on my lap or sit down on the floor next to me, and he'll want to be petted and he wants to be pet. he shows me that he wants to be petted because he pushes his head or his body under my hand and then I stroke him and, and rub his cheeks and rub his head and he'll do that for about 10 minutes at a time. Sometimes he does that two or three times during the course of his playtime. And then, but I think I already told you about some of that. The other thing that is improving with Tony is that he's playing much more gently with me. He still wants to use his teeth. He's very toothy when he plays, but I can sneak in and tickle him on one side and tickle him on another side, and he doesn't 
get crazy uh, and attack me really hard. He just kind of puts up with me, and then he also will play sometimes and attack my hand, which is fine because for the most part, he's you know he doesn't bite too hard. And when he does start to bite too hard, then I can make my hand go flat on the floor like he's killed it. And if that doesn't work to get him to stop, because sometimes he's so into killing my hand that he just keeps gnawing on the bottom of my hand. <laughs> and he's got his eyes closed and he's really excited about this. Um, and sometimes he even does a little bunny kick with his back legs, which that actually hurts because you got, you know, sharp teeth curled around this muscle on your hand and then the kicking is pushing the rest of your hand away. That hurts. But if I make little ah, ah noises, then he'll let me go. He doesn't want to hurt me. He just wants to play. So uh, that actually is going very well. He's kind of my favorite rat now. <laughs> and my car is in the shop again. Um, it actually has not been in the shop very much throughout the course of its mechanical life. Uh, it's, it's unified life as a car. Um, it's a Saturn SL1 um, and it's 2002. It's in pretty good shape except for the fact that a few months, weeks ago we had to have the brakes and the tie rod ends replaced and went with the labor it cost about a thousand dollars and then now it's hard shifting like going BAM whenever we shift into first or second gear and so we took it in again and it's the pressure control solenoid and um, it needs a transmission flash and that's going to be another eight hundred and fifty dollars yeah so for a one income family that's a lot anyway um, also, since this is called Avocado Knits, you'd really think that I'd talk about knitting more, um, but I did warn you at the beginning that I'm going to talk about whatever I want. <laughs> and the knitting is one of the things that I'm interested in. Um, well, I, I haven't been knitting a whole lot lately. That's part of the problem. I've been sick a lot, and when I get sick, it's hard for me to focus my eyes on things, which, you know, I could knit without focusing my eyes on stuff, but it's hard to do a cable pattern um, when you can't look at it. <laughs> so I haven't been working a lot on my sweater. I did knit a series of three darling little baby caps for my friend Teresa, who just had her first baby. And I <clears throat> worked them up really fast when we were getting close to, she was getting close to having her baby and, and um, actually <laughs> gave myself muscle strain because <laughs> I knitted on them so much every day. Uh, and, but they were darling and it was so worth it. And then it turned out that because her baby was a couple weeks overdue and, and yeah, I guess genetics, um, this was a huge baby. <laughs> this is a 10 pound baby, <laughs> 10 pounds plus. And probably her head did not fit into the caps that I made. And if it would, then not for very long. So I told Teresa I would make her baby another set of caps to a bigger size. And um, I'm, I didn't, this wasn't something I told her, but I'm just going to use these other caps for another little baby that is going to be born into our extended family um, later in, well, early in the next year. I would have made something for that baby too. I was thinking I was going to make another set of those caps because they're so awesome. But um, I'll just use the first ones um, because they need to go to a baby. So, um, I think I'll probably put a picture on the show notes and a link to the online free pattern that I used. They're really cute. They've got a little top knot on them. So, enough update. 
I was going to stuff my dress form cover today. I had to make a new one because, as you may remember, I gained 30 pounds in the last year, so the old one doesn't match me anymore. But I'm tired, and it's Christmas. So while I play with the rats, I am also going to be looking for <laughs> holiday music for you. McGee's currently on my shoulder, grooming himself, uh, not doing anything embarrassing at this particular moment in time. Gibbs is out in the room somewhere looking for treats that the other rats have stashed that he can chew on, and Tony was out earlier, so he's taking a little nap in his personal cage, his home, which I cleaned today, so it's all nice in there. I'm going to give you Christmas music in two hour-long tracks, and um, so it doesn't clog up your, your download too much when you just download the, the one episode at a time. Um, and um, I tried to bookmark them, but evidently you can't do that in, as an mp3. So they're not bookmarked, but all the information about each song is on the show notes. And I hope you have fun listening to them. They're all, all of the music is from mevio.com. This is my last podcast of the year. The next one will be in the first, in the first week or so of January. I don't have my calendar in front of me, but somewhere around there. So I hope you have a lovely, lovely holiday season. I'm going to leave you with some scriptural passages that mean a lot to me for this Christmas season. You know, I usually try to keep the podcast very uh, open to to many different uh, traditions and, and philosophies while at the same time trying to be thoughtful and accurate um, according to how I am able to see the world. But this holiday is important to me and it's my podcast. <laughs> so please just try to um, listen with an open mind and appreciate that again, I'm not trying to proselytize. I'm just sharing something important to me. This passage comes from a, a prophet named Abinadi and a little bit into it, he starts quoting from Isaiah. For behold, did not Moses prophesy unto them concerning the coming of the Messiah, and that God should redeem his people? Yea, and even all the prophets who have prophesied ever since the world began, have they not spoken more or less concerning these things? Have they not said that God himself should come down among the children of men, and take upon him the form of man, and go forth in mighty power upon the face of the earth? Yea, and have they not said also that he should bring to pass the resurrection of the dead, and that he himself should be oppressed and afflicted? Yea, even doth not Isaiah say, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Those passages are important to me now because of all of the uh, 
basic symbols of Christmas, and I know that most of them are taken from, <coughs> from pagan traditions. That doesn't really bother me. There are, I think, many pagan religions have a great deal of wisdom to offer, and one of the things that uh, I think they have given to my spiritual tradition in the Christmas season is a recognition that in the darkest time of year, when all that we rely on for food and life seems to have died or at least gone away, that there is a promise of rich green um, rebirth and that that promise never really goes away. <laughs>